Hey girl, hey, happy March. Is it getting spring-like where you are? Um, As a reminder, I'm in South Carolina and she has mood swings, but we have had some really awesome, beautiful, warm days and I'm starting to see all these beautiful blooms and greenery. And I'm going to just tell you, I don't know about you, but when the seasons start to shift, my spirit just gets totally lifted. Well, I want you to enjoy today's podcast. I got to hang out with my friend Emily Nichols from the Self Transformed podcast. I got to be over on her podcast about a month or so ago and share with her audience. I wanted her to come share with us. And she is a specialist in habit stacking and transforming. Uh, She does some fitness coaching, some nutrition coaching. She's just really awesome lady. So learn from her. Enjoy. She gives us some really fun habit stacking hacks and just things to kind of play around with in our life and just get um, even some new perspectives on things. So enjoy the episode. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you soon. Stay blessed. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Hey friends, I'm so excited to have Emily Nichols with me today. Uh, She's the host of Self Transformed and I am so excited to hear her hacks and how she helps others and then how she can share with you too, because I know that this is, we're going to be airing this in probably February sometime and we may be on the struggle bus with these quote unquote goals we've set and what's going on in life. So first, before we dive in, tell, um, tell us a little bit about you and your podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me on Michelle. It's such an honor to come on your show. You were just on my show. So I always love swapping with other podcasters, but hello everyone. My name is Emily Nichols. I am the host of the self transformed podcast where I help busy working moms through simple habit hacking strategies, really to create a health plan that is backed by those habit strategies. You know, a lot of times we have the best intentions to try to take care of ourselves, but we're busy. We have a lot of tabs open in our head and on our laptops at the same time. And we have to be intentional and have some strategies behind starting new healthy habits. So um, yeah, what I really like to say though, Michelle, is I help women figure out the tools to have in their tool belt to have that massive transformation. And then they take those tools and just go along with their journey. It's not just a 30 day process. It is a lifelong learning experience. We're always open and evolving to transformation. So I'm hoping I'm just providing enough tools in their toolkit along their health journey to have that transformation. 
Yes, I love it because that's important because a lot of times we will go out on Pinterest and Google webs and grab all these. Well, let me try this and let me try this. And what I found in my life is I wasn't sticking to something long enough and I didn't really give it time to see if it even worked for me. So, well, let's just start there. So kind of set us up with how you got to this place of this discovery and how you've really been able to hone in on here's the specific processes that we can use and grow from. Sure. If I take you back to 2015, that's where my own personal transformation has begun, right? A lot of us, you know, when we are in the coaching um, realm, it's usually because we found a solution that worked for us and we're like, man, we want to pay it forward now. Um, So at that time, my husband and I, we were both busy climbing the corporate ladder. Like I'm trying to plan like these elaborate birthday parties for my boys. They're 13 and 10 now. And I was really struggling. I was overwhelmed. I felt anxious all the time. I dealt with it in unhealthy ways. My husband was going through um, a season of work where he was working night shift, weekends, day shift, second shift, and his sleep was messed up for about 18 months. And because of that, our house felt very tense because when dad wasn't sleeping, he was grumpy, he was tense, and we have two little wild little boys in our home. So it made for a tense home life. And we felt like, okay, we need a change. We can't keep living like this and feeling this way. And my husband came from a background of being a track and cross country runner, always wanting to be fit. And he found himself gaining 50 pounds over this 18 month period because he wasn't sleeping well. It hurt to run now because he put on the weight. And I was just, you know, excessively online shopping, dealing with stress by turning to alcohol and just not moving my body. So we decided to do something um, called the Whole30. And it's pretty much an elimination protocol. And then at the end, you reintroduce foods. My husband actually suggested it to me. And I was like, we're not doing this. Like, no, like, no, I was the queen of like starting and then stopping. You know, I would start like, I'm going to start this diet plan. I'm going to start this health plan. And then I wouldn't see it all the way through. Right. So I did it because I was like, okay, he needs this. And I guess I need it too. And it totally transformed the way I saw my relationship with food and my, my habits around the way I ate. And it just had a snowball effect from there. So number one, I felt empowered because I actually finished something. I saw it all the way through, but number two, I was realizing, Oh, you know, I was turning to, you know, alcohol or like ice cream after the kids went to bed to kind of de-stress. I'm like, what if I just read a book or drank some hot green tea? Like, would that still give me that relaxation, that cue that, okay, now it's time to wind down and go to bed. I was just replacing unhealthy habits with healthier habits. And like I said, it had a snowball effect from there. So I started moving my body. I started filling my mind with personal development and growing my um, positive mindset just for myself because I used to not talk very nice to myself in all honesty, Um, something I still have to work on and to tell you the truth. And what happened over there is what I realized is, man, I have cultivated this really great self-care routine for myself, where it's focused around movement. I actually um, (laughs) provide workouts to my clients. I'm an orange theory coach. You know, I started my own podcast, like even my friend group changed, you know, I don't feel guilty about eating food anymore. I don't see it as unhealthy or good or bad. I just see it as enjoyment or fuel for my body. Right. And what I help women do now is really find that place for them as well. But 
that was back in 2015. So that's been seven years and I'm still on this journey. And like I said, I'm still ever evolving. The seasons of my life keep changing. And like I mentioned before, what I come to realize is I created this self-care routine, but I had habit strategy around it because I was digging so deep into personal development, reading all these books on habit strategy. I actually became um, a behavior change specialist because I geek out on habits so much and the strategies that work behind that. And now I just incorporate that into everything I do in my coaching model. Cause like I said, if you don't have a plan, you know, I mean, I mean, think of it in this way, Michelle, we all know how to eat healthy. There's been so much advice given to us over the years. Like, yeah, we got to eat healthy and move our bodies and like take care of our minds. Easier said than done though. Right. So I'm giving women a way to make it a little more simple. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it does come from the deeper level of not just not just the outward behavior, but then digging in a little deeper. That's what a lot of what I talk about is the beliefs you have around it. You know, how are you talking to yourself? What kind of self-care routine do you have? And I, I love your story. I can relate to so much of it, of the fact that it is such a journey and it's just doing these things and cultivating this, this routine and this care for self. I just had an episode recently about self-care and it was really cool how she shared it in such a, a non, um, you know, that culturally like buzzword way of like, just, you know, just choosing, you know, one thing at a time to really nurture yourself, even if it's just stopping and breathing for a few minutes, because those of us who are high achievers and we're go, go, go. And we have all these plans, a big excuse. And I'm sure you might have said this. I just don't have time for this. Oh, definitely. That's the biggest challenge I hear from everyone in my community is number one, I don't have time. And if I have to put one more thing on my to-do list, I think my head might explode. But number two is also guilt too. There's a lot of guilt associated with women with either investing in themselves or taking time to take care of themselves. And you're totally right. Self-care is such a buzzword. Like I'm sure if you were to look it up, on like Instagram, if you look at hashtag self care, you see people doing like bubble baths or like <laughs> shopping or like enjoying a glass of wine. And that there's a time and place for like that luxurious self care, like, oh, I'm just gonna relax and treat myself. The self care itself is actually hard. It's doing the hard things every day and realizing when those things trigger you what you can do to take care of yourself for your overall health. It's about being more so proactive versus reactive. Mm -hmm, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about really the, maybe the science around habits and how you have really taken that into the hacking versus in what does that exactly mean? And how do you, how do you, um, how do you take all this information and customize it? Yeah. Great question. So, and I could talk about this forever cause I can just geek out <laughs> habits. So, you know, we all have habits, right? Our habits really dictate what we do every day. We all have some habitual things that we do every day that we don't even think about brushing our teeth, you know, what we do in the morning, you know, you go and you let your dogs out, you make your coffee, you know, you go to the bathroom so many times a day, or you have these, you're driving to work at this certain time, or you're driving your kids to a sporting activity or whatnot. You have these habits you do every day unconsciously, right? So, you know, we talk about like bad habits, like bad habits are really hard to give up because they're kind of ingrained in us. They become like an unconscious behavior. But what about starting a new habit? 
Okay. The unconscious ones feel easy because we don't have to think about it. But when you're starting a new habit, it feels hard, right? It feels hard because you're like, now I'm having to use more brain power to make myself get up and go work out. Like that's a lot of brain power. That's a lot of willpower. Like you physically have to go do something that feels hard. So what I do is kind of do something like I like to call habit hacking. And we try to make it simple where you don't use a lot of brain power. Cause like I said earlier, we got all those tabs open in our head. We don't need one more open. No, no, no. My 13 year old actually got on my laptop the other day and he counted, I think 38 tabs open on my laptop. And I was like, no, no, but they're all things I'm working on. They're all things I'm working. I think there's more open <laughs> in my head, but, um, yeah, when we think about habits, we want to make it simple. So I kind of do a three-step process to kind of make it simple. So first, you need to think about what you're doing every day. So we do something called a habit inventory in the self-transformed community and in my um, signature program, Self-Transform You. What that means is pretty much a diary. So you would sit down and write down every single thing you do in a day, big or small you know, brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, or I let the dog out, or I was scrolling social media, or I made dinner, or we ran through the drive-thru, or we, we did whatever, everything. And I would recommend doing it for, you know, a three to five day period, because usually by then you have consistent days where maybe there's a, like Tuesdays and Thursdays are different, Monday, Wednesdays, whatnot. And then you sit down and you look at that data and you see, where are my time wasters? It's very eye-opening, Michelle, because you're like, wow, I keep saying I don't have time, but I spent an hour and a half today scrolling social media and like doing nothing. Or I spent a half an hour just staring at my laptop, getting ready to write an email, but I kept getting distracted and it took me an hour and a half because my phone kept dinging. I kept getting notifications for this or that. You're able to take that data then and figure out where can I take away these things? And then where can I add, stack in a new habit on something I'm already doing? Okay, so let's do an easy example. Everyone in my community knows we do this. It's really funny. Um, it's something that we call P-squats, okay? It's so silly. But I've I actually think, heard I, of this before. Okay. I think it's hilarious and mm -hmm. um, it works. So yes, go ahead. Yes, well, it's an easy way to remember it, right? I like mm -hmm. to make things fun. So here's an easy way where you could stack a new habit onto something else. So, you know, say you're drinking lots of water throughout the day, you're staying hydrated and you have to go potty a lot. So every time you go to the restroom, after you wash your hands, I would recommend doing 10 squats. So you just stacked a new habit onto something you're going to be doing anyways throughout the day. So if you went to the bathroom 10 times today, wow, that would be a hundred squats. And that seems a little less overwhelming versus saying, right now I'm going to do a hundred squats. Like you probably wouldn't do it. That seems a lot more overwhelming. That seems like a lot more brain power to use. But by doing like the hashtag P squats, hey, I'm just going to do 10 little squats and just see how that feels. And over time, your booty's going to be lifted. Massive transformation over time. It's just those little pieces that you can do over time. So when we're thinking about stacking a new habit onto something, you need to have some type of trigger, okay? Something that shows you, yes, now it is time to move on to this new activity. Again, not using a lot of brain power. Another example I like to use is like if you're wanting to take your vitamins, okay? So a lot of people, you know, when I get up first thing in the morning, I let my dogs out. And then what do I do after that? I start brewing my coffee. So I set my vitamins right by my coffee. So I have that visual cue or that trigger. Okay. It is time to take my vitamins while my coffee is brewing. So it's thinking about 
seeing first where your time wasters are, where you can incorporate a new habit that you want to do for yourself. Number two, having some type of trigger to show you like, yes, this is what we're going to do. And then number three, just stacking it onto something that you're already doing where it just makes sense and it's not going to take a lot of brain power. And over time, that new habit is going to become an unconscious habit and it's just going to feel natural and part of your routine. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done the data of my time and it is super eye opening. You're like, Mm. God, I had so much going on today. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like how many times did I check my email on my phone or click Facebook and then scroll Mm -hmm. and go, Oh crap, I was in there for 10 minutes, you know, and that 10 minutes could have been some time to, you know, pack your workout bag or go to the bathroom and brush your teeth or Mm -hmm. things like that. So Also, it's a matter of, for me, when, you know, we know that this is the the strategy behind it, Mm -hmm. but how do you, I know how I do this, but like, how do you guide women on like, well, if they're like, well, what do I do first? Like, how do I pick the habit that I want to stack? And don't you believe that they need some kind of why behind it? Like, why would I want to do 10 squats? And how do you work with that? Absolutely. I always come from it from a health focus just because that is my zone of genius as a personal trainer and just from my own experiences as well. But you're exactly right. Like, what are you wanting to transform about yourself and why? Is it like, oh, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Well, why? Why? Is it because I want to be able to play with my kids and keep up with my kids? I want to be able to feel good in my pants. I just want to feel confident again for my husband and for me. You know, you're exactly right. You have to have a why behind that. But just looking at your overall health, I like to say don't put all your self-care eggs in one basket because if one of those goes away, so say if, you know, all your self-care um, eggs is just in that basket of working out, what if you get injured and you can't work out for a couple months? Like, what else are you going to do instead? So evaluating what's the most important to you, I would definitely start with, you know, focusing on what's your relationship look like with God right now? What's your relationship look like with yourself right now as far as mentally, as far as physically, as far as emotionally, because self-care is holistic. It's not just one area. And then finally look at your family, your spouse. Like what do you, do you need to incorporate some habits into your life to make more time, to make time for them or just to show them that you appreciate them? You know what I mean? I had an episode just come out Um, today about love language and figuring out how to incorporate habit hacks into showing love and receiving love throughout the day. It's a matter of focusing on where your priorities are and then working from there. It doesn't have to be something big, you know, like the love language thing I mentioned. I just mentioned putting um, a reminder on your calendar to remind you like, hey, how have you shown your loved ones love today in their love language. You know, it's as simple as that little cue like that, but then taking it from there and just incorporating it into your life and, you know, tweaking it as you go because the seasons of your life will change. There'll be something that happens. Your schedule will change and thinking about going back through that process again and doing that habit inventory, see where your um, data is, rearranging your schedule based off of that and continuing being open to that transformation over time. Yeah, that's great. And I, I'm a big believer on 
we have to have the awareness piece first. So that's where, you know, coming from what you're saying is like, until you really know what habits you already have in place, what your day looks like, you really just, I mean, you can pick and choose and do your best to make this work, but we have to start from a place of like, oh, this is really how I'm currently living. This is how I desire this to be. I just had a conversation with one of my clients earlier and it was kind of similar in the fact that like, she knew that she wanted to have this connection time with her spouse and yet the day gets away and getting the kids and the schedules. And it was a matter of choosing like, okay, so if I want this, what can I do to just take that little step of connection And our brain sometimes will go. And this is why I asked you, like, how do you get people to choose? Like the ego wants to pick the big stuff. Mm-hmm. like the big weight loss goal, or I need to spend an hour or we need to have two date nights a week. But I said, what if, what if we just start with 10 minutes? What if after dinner or after the kids go to bed and she chose this? Cause that's the thing too, is we do have to choose what works best for us in our life. Mm-hmm. We can take these guidelines, but we don't want to take the cookie cutter recipe off Pinterest And go, okay, well, hey, 10 minutes with no distractions, FaceTime, face-to-face with my husband, and really listening to him and showing him I'm not distracted, I think that would do it. Okay, great. And so what she's going to do is she's she's going to do it, and she's going to continue to do it until it feels, because it feels weird, it might feel awkward, it may feel like, oh, but it's 10 minutes. And then you can decide, like, oh, was that? how is that working? You know, that's where the evaluation, I'm sure you talk about that too. Like go back and evaluate. How are these habits working? You know, do you need to tweak them the time of day, things like that? You agree? Absolutely. Well, and it's all thinking about who you want to be, who you want to be as a mom, as a spouse, as a colleague, as a friend, as a sister and evaluating those habits you do every day. Are they allowing you to become who you want to be as those various roles you hold in your life and giving yourself time and grace? You know, these habits start to feel easier over time. They actually say it takes 30 days to form a habit, but it takes 90 days for it to become a lifestyle. And that seems like a really long time, but three months goes by like that, right? So I think a lot of it is focusing on who we want to be in all these roles that we have, all these hats that we wear and how your daily habits are going to get you there and just giving yourself time and grace. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you made such a good point because we can do a lot of things just because, and just because somebody said it was cool or we think that as a mom we're supposed to, or what a wife should do. But I love how, you know, I would even add that layer to it. And I'm sure you do that when you're sitting there and you're looking over your day and you are setting these desires for the habits is really, who is it? Who who am I? How do I really want to be as a mom, as a wife? And then I think so many times, at least this is the way I used to be. And it still creeps up. Like you said, we're a work in progress. This is a journey. <laughs> this is not like I told him today, I had my boot camp today and I was like, you know, we're just, we're, we're really like full speed ahead and going down the road. And if this stuff is freaking you out, I mean, you might as well jump off now because this is, this is the journey and this is us mm-hmm. working. Like I don't believe we ever get to the place. Well, until heaven where we've arrived, right? 
<laughs> if that's what we desire, this life of growth and fulfillment and connection. And so that's where I just feel like anyone who listening is listening to just understand that this still goes back to like, who are you and who do you want to be? And how can you really take the time to do this because you want to, not because somebody else is telling you to. Yeah. I had a guest on the show saying, you need to stop shooting yourself. Like I yes. should do this or I should do that. Or I should be more like so-and-so like who you want to become is so personal to you. I mean, yes, you can have mentors in your life. You can be like, wow, they're, you know, our friend's relationship with as spouses, I, I would strive to, you know, be as close as they are or something like that. That's great. But not shooting yourself. You need to make it personal to you and just allow these habits to flow into your life. And like, again, give it time and grace. So let's talk real quick before we go about the guilt piece, because mm -hmm. that tends to want to creep in. So, you know, yeah. she's, she's rocking and rolling. She's stacking these habits. She's, she's understanding that she created this because of a deep desire because she wants to work on her, which we know outside looking in, Hey, that's great. Because when you're healthy and you're growing, you're pouring more into your family. You're able to serve more and love more. But then the little guilty voice pops up. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. This is something we talk about a lot. Like I said, time and guilt are the two biggest challenges I hear um, in our community. I'm sure you do as well. I don't know why as women, as moms, why guilt is always there. You know what I mean? I don't feel like my husband would ever feel guilty for going on a run. Like, hey, I'm going to go for a, a three mile run. You go with the kids. Okay, bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's just something just naturally ingrained in us. We're so nurturing and wanting to take care of everyone else that when we take care of ourselves, guilt creeps in. So what I would first say for anyone to do, if you feel guilty for trying to take time for yourself is to communicate with your kids and your spouse and say, Hey, when I go and do this for myself, or when I do this for myself, how does that make you feel asking your kids and your spouse this? And they'll probably say, I don't know if, if you feel good doing it, we feel good too. <laughs> right. They're not going to be like, I feel really angry at you for going and, you know, reading a book by yourself for 15 minutes, it makes me mad or it makes me feel neglected. The reason I say to do that is because they're going to give you the answers to help diffuse that guilt. They're going to be like, no, I, it makes me, it, if it makes you happy, it makes us happy. You know, as long as you're not taking away from like important things in your family's life to take care of yourself and you've habit hacked your way into making this work in your schedule and your family's life, Guilt shouldn't be there, but I know it is. I know it is. Getting around a community of other women who are striving to take care of themselves as well is really great to help you diffuse the guilt as well because they're going to let you know, oh my goodness, I feel guilty sometimes too. And I'm sure you'll hype up your friend and be like, oh, don't feel guilty, you know, because that's how it always goes. We 
always support our friends more than we support ourselves in our own mindset as well. But having a group of women around you who are striving for some of the same things as you are as far as relationships and your health will really help you stay accountable and to keep going and help diffuse that guilt. Now, I still have mom guilt. It creeps in here and there. But when I check in with my boys and my husband, they help diffuse that guilt for me because they want me to be happy and healthy because they know when I'm happy and healthy, I'm um, very, <laughs> I'm less temperamental. I'm not quick to snap at them. We're able to help, you know, help around the house together. There's just so many added benefits to it that they see from it as well, like you mentioned. Yeah, I'm the better version of me when I know that I'm getting those non-negotiables in on a regular basis, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because I think it's for the most of us. I mean, I'm sure there's extremes where there's some there's some heavy situations and I'm not going to, you know, just ignore that, that some women may be listening like, you know, I'm in a really toxic relationship and situation and I hear you and I see you there. And that's where we have to decide, okay, so how do, how do you need to approach that? It's going to be a little bit different. And yet it still matters that you reach out and you get support. It matters that you're in a community. And cause that's huge for my ladies too. Like there's just so much power in, Hey sister, you're not alone. I feel this too. I feel the mom guilt pressure. I feel, you know, this conditioning that our world is telling us that we have to drink to be a mom or that we have to, to do these things or look, look a certain way. And I'm also going to say like, really take time. Like if part of your self care, which is what mine and Emily's has been, is just really like that personal development, that speaking kinder to ourselves, the really going in and, you know, for me, it's like exploring, like, what part is that in me that's telling me that I should or shouldn't do it? What part of me, you know, because she's in there trying to protect me from something, like she's there for a reason, but that doesn't mean that I have to listen. So that's when I can say, you know, I know that I have made a clear decision and that this is serving my family and to get that touch base. Like, Hey, cause I mean, you're right. Kids don't care. No. They're like, I can tell you're in a better mood when you go get your workout in. <laughs> They'll be honest. I mean, and in, in all honesty, you're setting a great example oh, for them yeah. too. Like they're like, I am seeing mom take care of themselves, regardless if you have boys or girls. They're like, look at, look at mom taking care of themselves. I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself as well and establishing healthy habits. It's a win-win for everybody. It is. And that's something that I did not get into really caring for myself like that until after my second was born. And mm -hmm. so fortunately my girls have kind of seen that for the most part. And that's a big deal because I wanted to model that. Not only did I want to model movement and caring for my health, but I, I really, it's a big deal to me that I model that it matters to me that mm -hmm. I don't neglect myself for the sake of the family or for the sake of what people think I should do right. so that when they grow up, cause that's the thing we got to think about this moms. Like it really, it really if we could think about it in the sense of like, would you want your children feeling guilty for caring for themselves when they grow up? And we'd be like, Oh no, I want them to be able to know that. So sometimes it's just putting yourself in that, that place of your kids and people that you love. So. Absolutely. 
Well, cool. Thanks for coming on. I love this conversation. I think it's going to be super helpful and fun. And I am going to, I'm going to say this um, for accountability. I'm starting tomorrow to do P-squats. Yes. I go to the bathroom. (laughs) Because I had heard that and I think I might have tried it once and I was like, what am I doing? But when I think about that was the thing, because, oh, it feels silly. Because that's the thing too, before we go, some of this stuff may feel silly. It may Mm -hmm. feel different. And Mm -hmm. guess what? That's okay. It's all it is, is new. When you're doing something new, Mm -hmm. it's just different. So for me, if I thought, well, shoot, it really would be beneficial if I did, you know, a hundred more squats a day, I'm going to do it and see, because I really don't even know the data of how many times I go pee. So that's going to be cool to find out. (laughs) Or maybe you're going to be like, I need to hydrate more. Maybe I do. (laughs) Maybe I do. All right, Emily. So before we go, tell everybody where they can find you. Awesome. Well, you can listen to the self-transform podcast on any of your favorite podcast streaming service. And you can come find me over on Instagram at Emily Nichols Tutu. We can connect over there. I'm usually sharing a few behind the scenes tips over there. And you can see in the link there as well for our self-transformed community. I host a monthly mini free workshop there every month as voted on by the um, girls over there just to provide some extra accountability. Like this month we're focused, since it's February, we're focusing a lot on love and our workshop on the second this month was all about um, how to make more time with your partner. So come join us over there. And Michelle, again, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I so appreciate you coming on my show as well. You're definitely making a big impact in the world for women. Awesome. Thank you. And this was fun. And I love the workshop idea. That's fun. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.